love you. Let us know who's watching right now. Put in the comments who you are, where you're watching from. That way we know who we're talking to. But also get expectant. God moves through expectation. God, here's the thing, you know, God is always pouring himself out. He's always made himself available to us. Like the fullness of who God is, is available to us right now now. But the reason we don't see it is because oftentimes we don't have revelation of, oh, I can have more of God or, oh, he wants me to have all of him. And so our expectations like here, but when we're expecting on God's level, we can receive on God's level. So put in the comments right now, God, I'm expecting today and make that yours right now. Set your expectation and it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. I actually kind of goes along with uh, Saturday. So Saturday, um, I, a lot of times on Sundays, I've honestly come into church and been kind of like, kind of had the weight of the week on me and everything and been like Sunday morning. And it's like, okay, it's time for church. It's time yeah. to like get ready for church. And okay, I've had my like time to do my other stuff. Now I need to focus on church. Now I need to focus. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to do that. I want to come to church on Sunday morning already somewhat prepared. So yeah. Saturday I started to um, kind of meditate on the day and whatever. And I prayed this out Sunday, but um, the word that just kept coming up to me Saturday was more. Yeah. And I was like, I realized, I'm like, okay, tomorrow Sunday, this was Saturday. I was like, tomorrow Sunday, I don't want to go into church just with this expectation of having church the same way it's always been. Yeah. Having life the same way it's always been. And I, I feel like the Holy Spirit started talking to me kind of about like, there's so much more that we yeah. haven't tapped into yet. We don't need to have church the same way we've always had church. We don't need to do life the same way we've always done it. There's so much more laid out in the Bible that we have access yeah. to, but we have to first know that it's there, then apply faith and receive it. Because if not, it's so easy to live a life just not based off of the word, just living less, having less and, yeah. and being a good person or doing, you know, uh, loving the Lord and different things, but just kind of not accessing. It's kind of like having a bank account that you just, you don't access. It's, yeah. it, the bank account's not going to force itself on us. Yeah. We can very easily have money in the bank and, and just not access it. And um, so I think that's something that the Lord's been talking to me about is trying to open up my eyes to there's so much more for us. There's so yeah. much more that we can have access to in our lives. And uh, it, it brings hope, though. Yeah. Like I feel like people have their hope taken of, well, this is the way my life will always be. Yeah. And, I, I, here it is, and I'll never go further than this yeah. and stuff. Well, it's like, I was thinking about it the other day. How many people have, like, smartphones? I feel like everybody, for the most part, has a smartphone. My husband would not have a smartphone I mean, I if he didn't a, have to. I have a Motorola Razor, but... Do you? you know. <laughs> I want one. Like, I, the Razor was what I always wanted Yes, up. it was my first phone. I loved it. Oh, so jealous. Yes. I had the one that you, like, slid up and you texted that way. I had that, too. But, well, fancy, that's fine. Marky had that too. No, like everybody, for the most part, most people have smartphones. But have you ever like been online or something you, and you've seen a hack for your phone? And like, I remember a couple of years ago, there was this thing that went around that's like, if you hold the space bar down when you're texting, you can just slide the cursor uh, all the yeah, way yeah. over instead of having to like just point and things. Yeah. And it changed like the whole texting experience for me. Cause I was like, what are you talking about all I have to do is hold that space bar down like when you find hacks and all these things it's like my phone can do this I had no idea my phone could do this and so often we'll just get it and it's like okay I know the texting feature the calling feature and where to download apps hooray that's all I need but yet how much more can your phone do well take that sentiment and it's the same way with God like we've known him as okay God's God's my savior. But did you know that he's your healer too? Yeah. Not just in one area. He'll heal you in every single thing that you need healing from. Did you, okay, so, okay, God's my savior and my healer. Did you know that Jesus is also your provider? Like the more you get into the word and discover what his word says, all of a sudden it's like, Jesus did this. Jesus yeah. did this. This <laughs> is mine. I can do this through him. When we realize and when we get into like the user manual of what we're capable of being, 
everything changes. But so often we'll just kind of, well, I'm, I'm good with knowing how to, knowing how to do prayer, how to pray for me yeah. and how to, how to give my tithe. And I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. And we'll just settle. But God has made himself available to us. Every bit of who we are is found in this word. And it's time for us to find it out because when we find out who we are, man will stuff go differently. Yeah. And it oftentimes comes from an anointed, anointed preaching. Um, it, it comes from really the word. It, I mean, the Holy Spirit's going to show you, but the Holy Spirit's going to show us through the word. So we have to be getting in the word. We have to be getting, I mean, the book of Acts is a great place to go to see yeah. the church, the way the church started. How, what were they doing? What was, what was manifested at the very beginning how did God start pouring himself out? Yeah. And, but it, we really need to not just sit there and be like, what is life supposed to be? <laughs> and like, actually just, you can just read it in the word. Like it's, it's right there and yeah. the Holy Spirit will bring it up. But it's easier on the flesh to just be like, I don't sure. know, I'll just figure it out. I'll just find out somehow. There's me flipping my hair again. <laughs> I, I don't know. The, I'll just, I'll get inspiration because I'm going to go to the bookstore and God's just going to show me as I walk around and drink my coffee. No, like we need to like read it. Like we have to read the Bible. And that's, that's, that's convicting for me. Like I need to be reading the Bible more and learning more what I have available. Cause yeah. if not, it's just going to stay on the shelf. Yeah. Well, and truly, I know that this is like this verse that we're, I'm, I'm about to read. It's not unfamiliar. This is a very familiar passage, especially with people who are in like the Pentecostal circle denomination. But I mean, it's right in here. It's not like I pulled up the book of Mary Magdalene. This is in the book of Mark. So it's like, you know, it's, it's not like it's in one of those like Dead Sea Scroll things. Like this is in the word and it's, our brains are so powerful that we like we can read something and still not get it. Oh yeah. And 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 read it and just twist its meaning. So for example, think of think of a ministry that's moving in the power of God, like signs, wonders, miracles, healings, souls. Like think of a ministry like that. And the first one that pops up into my head, probably because Pastor was there last week, is Dr. Rodney down at the river in Tampa. And they see souls saved by the multitudes. Like they see the power of God released. Like it's so convicting listening to the students because I know there was this, at one point, there was this little boy who stood up and he like, he had gotten saved and he's like 10 and he went out and led hundreds of people to the Lord in one day. Like I was listening to a testimony from a girl who was there who she had like been prayed for one night and she got a word that she was like going to, um, you know, evangelize to different people. And so she went out soul winning the next day and by herself led over 300 people to the Lord in an afternoon by herself, all by herself. So like, it's so easy to watch that and be like, wow, the anointing is strong on her life. (laughs) Wow. Go Jesus. Like, amen. And it, it, like, it's so easy to be like, well, that's great for you. Yeah. That's just not my calling. That's it's not me. I'm a behind yeah. the scenes person. She, I guess they're just special. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're extra anointed down there. It's because Dr. Rodney is their pastor. That's what it is. No, it's because the word says these signs, Mark ch- chapter 16, verse 17, these signs will accompany those who have believed the end. The mm-hmm. end. Not these signs will follow those who are extra anointed. These signs will follow those who have an extra blessing on their life. The ones that God has chosen for such a time as no, you're chosen. Yeah. You're chosen right now. These signs will follow those who believed, will accompany those who have believed. You. These yeah. signs can follow you. Mm-hmm. These signs can follow us. In the name of Jesus, they'll cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll pick up serpents. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That's for all of us. But we've allowed our bias like to come in and be like, well, when one of the one of these days, when I get there, when the anointing rises up someday. in me, someday, to such a degree, when I'm just consumed with the power of God, I'll go out and I'll see them all. No, go out now. God's normal is for right now. For anybody who will take him up on it. Yeah, it's so exciting. Like I'm getting excited just hearing it because 
we're, we're created for the supernatural. Mm -hmm. We're created for signs and wonders, not just from our pastors, but we yeah. are created to demonstrate signs and wonders to the unbeliever. Supernatural things. That's, and it's exciting. It's yeah. like, wow. I mean, church should be exciting. Yeah. When you go into church, it should not be like, you should not be wanting to fall asleep. Yeah. You, like, we need an on fire, alive church. But that comes, that's not just because of the pastor. That's yeah. because of us being in the church. When I go to church, I should be expecting to see the Holy Ghost move. Yeah. And I should be bringing that expectation. But um, it's it, it it's exciting. I love those moments where I'm in that, and it's just like this is what we're created for. Yeah. We are created to see the supernatural. We are created to see the power of God, and I know that stirs me up. Like there's so much more. Yeah. No, there is. And here's the thing: even if you've seen the best that God has to offer you, there's more of Him. There's more to know. Like we're going to. Here's the thing: we're going to spend eternity learning about God, like forever. There's not going to be a point in eternity where we know every single thing about God. Forevermore, we're going to be searching out the depths of who he is forevermore. So even if we've seen the goodness of God and here at Boomerang, we see the goodness of God regularly. Like we we just this morning got a testimony in of God erasing over $12,000 worth of debt in someone's life. And later, like that same week, they got a $1,000 bonus. Like God is doing mighty, mighty things in this ministry. And here's the thing. There's still more. Oh, yeah. There's still so much more. Like pastor says it all the time. He, he's, he said often that he feels like he's in kindergarten, maybe yeah. first grade of the things of the Lord. Yeah. How much more is there to discover? Yeah. Like, and here's what ends up happening is we'll end up looking at our neighbor and be like, I'm doing better than they are. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm hungrier than they are. Yeah. I'm there today watching Lunch Plus. No, I don't see anybody else around me watching, but I, because I'm the hungry one. Compared to my childhood friend, I'm doing so great. Yeah. Like that mindset. Compared to the person in jail, I am on top of the world. Like I'm mm -hmm. doing so good. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. When's the last time you got translated somewhere? <laughs> When's the last time you raised someone from the dead? My shadow hasn't <laughs> healed someone yet. That's in the New Testament. That hasn't happened to me yet. So there's more. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot more. Jesus told his followers that they would do the works that he did and greater, greater. I, I would be sinning <laughs> if I said that I was doing all the works that Jesus did right now. I haven't raised somebody from the dead yet. I haven't done that. I was listening to um, Brother Mark Hankins. He's down in Jefferson, South Carolina t today. And last night he was sharing about, I'm still working on raising my first person from the dead. But here's the thing. Smith Wigglesworth, who's just a man, raised over 23 documented cases of people being raised from the dead. 23 documented as a man under the new covenant, not Jesus, but filled with the same power that Jesus had. See, when we start to get around great men and women of God and we start to fill ourselves with testimonies of what can happen, all of a sudden our faith grows. Yeah. But we have to be intentional to do that and to move ourselves from what the world is called normal and place ourselves in situations and around people who are going to talk about the normalcy of God because the world's normal is not even a fragment close to what God has called normal mm -hmm. or what the church has been yeah even like like everything that we think is church everything that we've experienced we have to just put it aside and go into the word and listen to anointed men of God yeah and through the word let that we need to let that shape our reality yeah. of what is God's normal because I'm sure even now there are things in my mind that I need renewed. Yeah, I need renewed to this is what I can receive from the Holy Spirit. This is how I can live, and I need I know I need to to put limitations aside, limitations of well, I can do this, but I can't do that. Well, I can, well, Pastor Brian can do this or Buddy can do this yeah. or someone else can do this, but I'll never be able to do that. I know, I, even me, I need to lay all of that aside and through Jesus accept 
what God has for me. Even yeah. today, literally today, I need to be in the mindset of, okay, stop limiting myself of what today is going to look at like. Okay, today I'll do this, and then I'll do this, and then I'll do this, and then yeah. I'll go to bed, and that's what my day will look like. No, I should be seeing the supernatural in my day. Yeah. I should be seeing signs and wonders in my day. I should not be limiting myself. And I mean, if this message is just for me, then praise God. But I know it's not just for me. It's I, I'm receiving this, but this is something that we all need to receive. Yeah. Well, and here, think of this. Like, the people that you are around end up influencing the way that you think, end up influencing the way that you talk, yes. and the, what you intake it's what comes out of you. Like, you, you know the saying, you are what you eat? Well, honestly, you are what you eat. Are you eating the word of God? Like, are you feasting on the word? Are you putting it into yourself? You know, God's people need to look like God's people. They need to, you should be able to tell when somebody has the love of God on the inside of them, when they're filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, they should look different. Like genuinely, the, the word even tells us that they smell different, that they produce an aroma that's pleasing to the Lord. But to those who would not be partakers of the word, it smells like death to them. That's Barrett's paraphrase. But honestly, we're to smell different, look different, act differently. And if we're so invested in the world that we look like the world, that we look common, why would people seek us out? You know, believers need to look differently. And I'm not saying, look, that you need to go out and do what some denominations have done. And you can only wear this and your hair has to be this high and you can't wear this, but you can wear this. And don't, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there should be a joy coming out of you that marks you as different, that separates you differently from anybody else. Believers should be the happiest people on the face of the earth because we have been given everything pertaining to life and godliness, everything we could ever need. We have it in our hands. We have it available to us. It's at our fingertips and we access it by faith. We don't have to pay for it, earn it. It's a free, free system that all it requires is our partnership. We should be the happiest people in the stinking world. Yeah. Nobody should be happier than us. Elon Musk should look so sad compared to us. Like all these rich people, fancy pantsy people, whoop-de-doo, they're stuff is perishable, but we've been given an unperishable gift of God. We should have joy emanating out of us that other people are like, what the stink is with you? You're so happy. Yeah. Let me tell you why. Cause my God saved me, changed me, redeemed me, restored me. That should be coming out of us, but it hasn't been, but it should be. You know, it's, and, and when we see that, when we have that in front of us of, okay, well, I have not been like that happy of a person. I've not been that joyful of a person. What do we do? Lord, help me. He's so good that even with that, he's going to help you. <laughs> like even with something that's been opportunistic, he's going to be your helper and yeah. help you to do what he's called you to do. See, he's a God who's able and he equips who he calls. So if he's asked you to do something, he's given you the resources available to do it. Yeah. Yesterday, um, <laughs> I needed, I needed the, the, I needed the Lord's help with something. I just, my like attitude just started to get like fun. I just started to feel kind of weird and I'm like, Hey, this is not like, this is not my portion. Like I should not be walking like this. I should Amen. not be feeling like this. So <laughs> I started to pray and I'm like, there, oh my gosh, there are these mindsets that will try to come up, but it's just like, that's trash. But like, I started to, I started to ask the Holy Spirit for help. And, and there's this feeling like, well, I'm asking too much. Like, well, I'm, I'm, I don't know. There's just like this, like wall that tried to come up in my mind of, um, well, you're being, you're being selfish or you, you need to figure this out. You need to, Marky needs to, to not just put all the work on the Lord, but Marky needs to handle it and not, and Marky needs to take responsibility and all these, and then I'm like, wait, <laughs> I was like, the Holy Spirit is called the helper. Amen. I deserve, not deserve, but I, through Jesus, not me, 
Through Jesus, he's given me access yep. to the Holy Spirit as my helper. Yep. He's literally called that. I am not being, I'm not asking too much to ask the Holy Spirit for help. Yeah. I can't, in myself, I can't go lay hands on the sick and they recover. But I can ask the Holy Spirit for that help. Yeah. In myself, I can't make my emotions line up with the Word of God. But I can ask the Holy Spirit for help. And yeah. I, it hit me, and I'm like, Marky, stop it. Like, stop making excuses and looking at yourself. The Holy, like, God is willing. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is willing to empower us. And we can't do any of this without the Holy Spirit's yeah. help. Even Jesus, even Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. He was anointed by the Holy Spirit to walk this out. And just like Jesus was anointed, we are anointed to live this. And um, I know for myself, I, I need to not be like, well, I'm asking too much. I'm just, I shouldn't ask the Holy Spirit for that because he's already done so much for me and I'm just being needy. No, it's not being needy. It's realizing what's available to you. And that's what we need to do. We need to realize what's been made available to us. Through Holy Spirit, we have access to the Father's mind. Like, think about that for a second. I, like, I don't have access to Marky's mind. Like, I could ask her to share things with me, and she could choose to share them with me. But I can't just tap in and be like, mm, what you thinking, and know every single... Th but through Holy Spirit... I can tap into God's mind. Oh my gosh, like that in and of itself is so cool, but it doesn't stop there. Like God is just so awesome. And the things that he's told us that we can have and we can do, they're out of this world because we're beyond this world. You know, it's like down to death. We're never going to taste death. Ever. Death has lost its sting. Our body is going to pass away. But here's the thing. Believers are just going to step into the next realm. We're not like we're not going to feel pain. We're not going to taste the sting of death. Our body is going to lie there and we're just going to move on because God's that big. Like when you start, when we start grasping what the word has said that we can have and we can do and all that we are, all of a sudden these little tiny insignificant things that just try to knock us off, we can like fling them out of here because yeah. here's the thing, Jesus is Lord. And when Jesus becomes your Lord, everything else loses. Like I was, again, I was listening to brother Mark Hankins last night. And when he was talking about, um, you know, when we call Jesus Lord, what that's saying is we're saying, Jesus, you are the victor in every single area of life. Like you've become, you are victorious over all things. You're victorious over death. You're victorious over my mind. You're victorious over my flesh. You have victory over every single thing. And what our flesh wants us to do is focus on it because it likes to, it likes to be loud. And so it's like, well, my spirit is renewed. But the rest of me, it's just, it's just a challenge. It's just so hard to live for Jesus. So hard. Yeah, I have I, these emotions. They just up and down. They just come and, you know. That's just who I am. I just, you know, sometimes you just can't control what you feel. Mm, nope, swallowed that <laughs> word. No, no. <laughs> That's not accurate. Jesus, when he became your Lord, he became the Lord of your mind. He became the Lord of your emotions. He became your Lord. And the power that that thing used to hold over you was broken the moment you made him Lord. The end. It has zero power over you. Every yoke that was there, every bondage that was there, every chain, everything was destroyed when Jesus became your Lord. You're a limitless person, limitless potential, limitless being because God's redeemed you in the image of Jesus. And what Jesus did, you can do, but we've got to know I'm free to do it. So like I had a vision one time when I was praying and I saw this girl and she had like an ankle chain around her, like around her ankle, there were chains locked to it. And it was like, you know, shackles basically. Yeah. And what I saw was I saw a key go in to the shackle and unlock it. And so the, the shackle fell off. 
but she was so used to being shackled that even though the weight was gone, she didn't realize she was free. She still walked like she had that ankle weight on her. And it's, and that's really what I'm seeing right now. So often in the body, like, and I've even seen it in me where God frees me in an area and I just stay bound because I think I have to, like, I have to earn my freedom from it. Dumb, like dumb. No, it's yeah. already been paid for for you. You're a free person now. You just got to know it. Like, here's the thing. Jesus paid the price for you to be free, free from sin, free from death, free from the curse, free from any lack, free from disease, free from pain, free for like you're free in every way you can be free. You're free. And we just need to walk it out. But know it. It's who you are. You're a free person you've been made free yeah with me i've noticed often that when i've had a big revelation and like on a sunday or whatever it is i've i've seen that of oh my goodness there's so much more for me i'm free i have access to this and then like monday or tuesday comes and the smallest thing comes up and i'm just like oh i'm doing bad oh i don't well you know i just i uh, had it sunday Lost it today. I lost it. <laughs> I lost that. I lost my. I lost my ability to to walk with the Lord. I mean, I'm saved, but you know, I I broke I broke fellowship, and it has to stay that way. And it's just gonna stay for a little while until I learn my lesson. And um, once I get myself together, then I'll go to the Holy Spirit, and then He'll help me uh, walk the way I'm supposed to walk, and then I'll start laying hands on the sick. But right now, no. Right now, I'm not good enough for that. Like, that's that's the cycle that I've been in is, is okay, I'm, I'm here, and then I'm here, and eh, no, just not good enough right now. Can't yeah. do that. Can't, can't go out soul winning right now. I mean, I, I you know, this morning, you know, I, I messed up, and I, I didn't do this, and I didn't do that. So I'm not going soul winning today because I, I don't have the Holy Spirit in me right now. I, I lost it because I, I sinned. I made it, or I'm, I just made a tiny mistake, and... You know, that's how I lost it. And that's what's really tripped me up is is feeling like I made a mistake and I might have val- legitimately made a mistake, missed something, and then, nope, can't be used. I need to pay a penance for mm-hmm. a little bit. And and lost that confidence in the Lord. So for me, it's it's been the little things needing to get those right um, because the devil will just try to, like, make us think that we're not worthy, that, G- well... You know, you messed it up, so no. Maybe next Sunday. So Sunday will come. Pastor will lay hands on you. Then you're all better. Then you're all better. (laughs) You'll be empowered then, and then all of it will just go away. Yeah. And and you'll be fine then, but just just wait. Yeah. Well, it's like, as you're talking, what it reminded me of is so many movies. I don't have one in particular, but I have, like, this picture of the the good guy who's getting tricked by the bad guy and you know the good guy is like I I just want to stay like right here but no I'm not supposed to go with you somewhere and it's like no come 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 on come with me like over here it's like but I don't think I I don't think I should and it's like no but but come with and they like take them off to the bad place and they get kidnapped or whatever ends up happening but you know what I mean like it's in those situations where the good person the good character in the movie knows what they need to be doing but there's just that little tiny deception in there of no but it's okay come with me I'm gonna comfort you like Mm -hmm. it's gonna be fun here's the thing your flesh wants to be comforted your flesh wants to be pitied when something happens it's like oh that sucked man did that suck I need you to I need you to empathize with me that it sucked. Like, t- tell drama. me. Yeah. You need to. You need to embrace this dramatic moment right now. Oh, I'm so bad. I'm gonna cry in the oh, shower now. It what feels did good. I do? I ruined my life. Yeah. Like. On like, I just thought of you being the kid looking out your window crying with the dramatic music. <laughs> your flesh loves drama. Like, why do you think we like watching movies and stuff? If yeah. You, if someone says they don't like drama, I would be surprised for them to. They, they would have to say they don't watch TV or movies. Because mm-hmm. that's that's why we like watching that is because there's that like dramatic feeling of oh the emotions and the, or, or even if it's just excitement of oh this is so exciting yeah. and stuff. 
Well, and here's the thing. Why, why bring that up? Because that's what ends up happening with believers is we'll have those high moments. And, and pastors told me this for a long time. Like the, you don't have to like be on guard, like scared, but you know, our enemy walks around like a roaring lion seeking those who he, who we can devour. So we don't have to be scared, but we have to be wise. And pastor told me time and time again that you need, we need to be wise once we've had a victory, once we've had a success, because it's like our guard is down. It's like, wow, I reached, I reached it. I did it. It's so good. I, I like literally here, think of this. What happens if tomorrow you have somebody who dies in front of you and then you pray for them and they raise up from the dead? How on top of the world are you going to feel? Like your feelings are going to be like, I did it. I made it. I'm in the category of Smith Wigglesworth. <laughs> yeah. Like that's going to be what your flesh tries to do. If I am super Christian. Bow to me. Like, you know, like your flesh is going to get ridiculous. That's when we need to be on our guard the most, like a powerful Sunday where things have changed and it's like, wow, I got a breakthrough right there. We, and those moments, we cannot afford to take our eyes off the word. We can't afford to take our eyes off the word, period. But in those moments where the breakthrough has come, the word says that the thief comes quickly to steal the seed of the word. Why? Because if he can get our eyes off of who we are, then he can deceive us into living less than what Jesus paid a price for us to live as. Mm -hmm. And that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to live less. He doesn't want, like, he. here's the thing. Satan's cool if we're lukewarm. He's cool with it. Because Jesus, lukewarm to Jesus, makes him want to vomit. Like, when we're lukewarm and we're not on fire and we're not cold, we're just kind of, meh, meh, yeah, the church is cool. Yeah, sure. Doesn't profit the kingdom anything. We need to choose to be all in all the time. And no matter what, we've got to find ourselves in the word of God and not allow our eyes to move from the left or to the right, but stay firmly planted on who we're called to be. That's why Peter sank, not because of the storm got worse or his faith diminished. It's because he took his eyes off of Jesus first. He started looking at the wind and the waves. Had he just kept his eyes on Jesus, he would have seen, there he is. I'm going to keep walking. He wouldn't have gotten distracted at all. But because his eyes moved off of the immovable one, he started sinking. We must stay fixed in order to do the supernatural. Mm-hmm. Something that came out to me that I think is so funny. Um, in the Joyce Meyer's book, The Battlefield of the Mind, um, or it might have been another book. She has several books that talk about our minds and the importance of them. And uh, there's... At one point, she talks about how when she started keeping her eyes fixed on the Lord yeah. and started keeping her mind renewed, at first, her flesh actually felt like her flesh tried to tell her that she was bored. Mm-hmm. Her flesh was like, mm-hmm, I want the drama. Yeah. Like, it's amazing to me that in that new pattern of thinking in peace and joy and victory, her flesh was like, this isn't right. Mm-hmm. You need the you need the drama. You need the feelings. You need the pity. Mm-hmm. You need the pity. And without the pity, you know, you feel like you're you've lost something or whatever. Yeah. And um, I don't know. That just came up to me that something I had to learn is no, I don't need that. Yeah. I don't need that. I don't. Um, for me, I've had a. I've I've had count the counterfeit. I've had the the pity, the feelings and stuff. But what God has called us to so much better. Yeah. It's so much better than the drama. It's so much better than the pity and the feelings and all that. We will be so much more in joy because it's who we're created to be. When yeah. we're walking that way, we're our flesh might for a second be like, oh, this is different, but it's it's so much better. Yeah. And I I I didn't I think that just came up to me is when you start it, it's a new way of thinking, a new way of doing things. It might feel like, oh, this is different. And then it's like, wow, I never want to go back to the way that I thought before. That yeah. was awful. I don't want that. Well, and I know you fasted before. I have too. I, what, what that just reminded me of is when you fast, like let's say you're doing a media, like you're fasting and you're like, I'm not going to intake any media. And so, so quickly your flesh immediately is like, well, what counts as media? 
Like what, what counts is that? And then it's like, well, what can I still do? Instead of looking and being like, God, all of it's yours. Our flesh immediately wants to know, well, what can I fill myself with then? Yeah. And so let's say it's, and I've done, look, I've done this before where it's, I've cut out Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and movies and TV. And then I'll sit there and be like, well, what is there to do? What is the point of fasting? You talk to the Lord, you commune with him. And yet my flesh is like, audible books are so good. I'm going to listen to a book, but it's going to be by a Christian author, so it counts. I'm going to slide it in there. Or I'm going to hang out on Pinterest for a long time. It's like, oh, this app that I haven't used for a year and a half, Mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. Can I read the newspaper? Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, that's what your flesh wants to find something it can feast on that's going to numb our brains to the word. You know, Serena says, oh my gosh, Barrett, I had those exact thoughts. (laughs) I know. What if I'm looking up uh, Jesus quotes on Pinterest? If I see some clothes or some cool recipes, it's just there. It's just part of the app. I just pass by it for my quotes. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's it's holy. I'm doing it for the Lord. Every person's flesh has had these thoughts to some degree. Our flesh is stupid. We all have flesh. It's like when when you're fasting. I'm doing an all-liquid fast. What if I blend up a burger? Like, can I make it liquid? Like, you know, it, that's what the flesh wants to do is what can I get away with? Yeah. But when we're all in with the Lord, we shouldn't be wanting to fill ourselves with anything. Like, going back to Smith Wigglesworth, you know, he's the man. Documented at least 23 documented cases of raising people from the dead. You know what he didn't allow into his house? Anything. Like, people, there is a story, I I don't know if it was of Lester Sumrall or just of a man that Smith Wigglesworth knew. I want to say it was Lester, but I could be super wrong. But there was somebody that came to visit Smith Wigglesworth, and he had a newspaper in his hand. And Smith Wigglesworth was like, you can come in, but the newspaper stays outside. He wouldn't even let it in his house because he didn't want to compromise his mind and he didn't want to compromise the holiness of his home. He's like, this home is for the Lord. This home is consecrated for him. I'm not going to allow any other thing to cause my mind to get distracted. Um, (laughs) Pastor Nicole just said, queso goes through a straw, right? It it technically does. (laughs) But honestly, like that's, and like I, I've, the Lord hasn't told me to do that, but I want to get to the place where when the Lord says to do it, it doesn't take me longer than two seconds to say, okay, sure. Like Pastor Brian, it was so funny. A couple of weeks ago, he mentioned how like he's being led to go on a fast. I, I had actually been led to as well. I'd sent he and Pastor Nicole a message going, I think like just in prayer, I think the body's going to start a fast sometime really soon, maybe August. I don't know. And then th- that weekend he, or no, that Tuesday, he's like, so we're going to be doing a fast soon. And I'm like, well, that, go, go, Jesus. That's awesome. But here, as he's talking about it, he's like, so we're going to do a fast for probably this month. And then my family and I, we're going to do a whole year of no media. <laughs> and I watch, like, where I get to sit in the church, I, I get to, like, see <laughs> physical reactions. And it was like, ah. Uh, <laughs> like, like, physically, I saw people uh, shrink down of, oh. and my flesh has done that too the first time he did it I'm like ah that's a long time what am I gonna do like the first time Pastor ever did it good movies were coming out like that's when Force Awakens came out like and Star Wars came back and whatever I'm like you're gonna miss so much stuff yeah look at the lack look at the lack that I have I won't be able to watch movies at night what will I do how will I relax yeah how will I spend time with people there will be this gaping Whole of lack is what the flesh immediately says. But here's the thing. All of that stuff, it numbs you to the being sensitive to the spirit. Like, if it's not aiding you, then what's the point? You know, and we're not, just like I wasn't saying, don't ever put makeup on your face and wear long denim skirts. And Like, I'm not saying these things. I'm also not saying go burn your television. Like, this is not the point of this. However, it's if it doesn't aid you, and the Lord hasn't told you to do it, why are we doing it? And it's because it's so familiar and it's so 
easy. Like what, what this reminds me of is there was a period of time where all George and I were doing, George is my husband, George and I would come home, have dinner, watch movies, watch movies, watch movies, go to bed. And then we'd do the, next, the same thing the next day. Go, come home, have dinner, watch movies, go to bed. Watch home, come home, have dinner, watch movies, like repeatedly. And during one of these extended fasts, the Lord told us both to not watch any media. So we're like, okay. And let me tell you how awkward it was for he and I to have dinner together without another input. It was so uncomfortable because it had become our normal to just relax and not be intentional with one another. Like all of these spiritual junk food things, maybe once in a while, but if all we're doing is feasting on them instead of the word, instead of his goodness, then why would we expect our output to be any different? You know, it, it shouldn't be if all we're doing is feasting on that stuff. We've got to develop a hunger for the word. And how do we do that? The same way that we do it with anything else. Like you want to reset your body fast for a little bit. Your entire body is like sense of taste and all this stuff will go back to normal. You want to see the supernatural in your life start? Let's start cutting out all that spiritual junk food garbage that doesn't belong there. Like Dr. Rodney, I'm sure, is not going home every single night and watching nothing but movies and movies and movies and movies. He doesn't have time for it because the Lord's promoted him so highly because when he could have had time for it, he hungered for the things of God. When, when we can, when God puts an option in our hand, is he our number one option? Like, are we making him priority in all things? And there will be times where he says, yeah, relax, go do that. Have a great time. Absolutely. But there will be times that he's like, no, I want to hang out with you. Yeah. You know? It's not, I think a lot of times people are get so caught up with like, what is sin? What is not sin? Like, what can, like we're saying, what can I get away with and stuff? But a lot of this really comes down to, um, it's really a choice of how much, how much of God's power in our life do we want? Yeah. How much are we hungry for? Because God's not going to shove it down our throats. And yep. and, and he's not going to like, you know, condemn us and be like, oh my gosh, Marky, you're so horrible. You should be doing this and this and this. Like, I mean, he, he loves us and he's He's merciful and he, he gives us the choice. Yeah. How much of God's power that I walk in is is really my choice. It's, not, yeah. it's really not up to God. It's up to me. Yeah. What do I purpose in my heart? So a lot of this is, it's not like, well, here's this mark and you need to meet it. It's what do you, what are you purposing in your heart? What am I purposing yeah. in my heart? What do I want to see? Yeah. God really gives us that choice. How much do we want? And that comes down to how much do we give him? How yeah. much, how much, um, how much of ourselves are we going to give him access to? How much of our lives, our time? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure Dr. Rodney gives, gives the Lord a lot of his time, a lot of his time spending with him in his anointing, in the word. And that's why he's able to have that fruit. But how much fruit we have in our lives, it's in our hands. It's up to us. How much do we want? Yeah. You know, Pastor, th- th- a couple years ago, I know he's preached this before, but personally, like he was talking to me at one point and it was, I think it was right around the time where I learned that I was not called to be a pastor. So I'm seeking the Lord on, okay, I don't even know what my purpose is on the earth. Cool. And the Lord was revealing different things to me. Pastor and I had a conversation and he's like, you need to be willing to count the cost for the anointing. You need to be willing to count the cost for it because the word tells us many are called, few are chosen. Why? Because they haven't properly counted the cost. It's like the the very rich person that went and talked to Jesus and was like, I want to follow you. What, what, basically, what does it take for me to be your disciple? And he's like, okay, keep all the commandments. Done. I've done it, Lord. I've done these things. I've kept all of your commandments. And then Jesus is like, okay, go sell everything you have, everything you have, and then come follow me. Jesus gave him the invitation to come follow him. And it grieved him because he had made the stuff more important than Jesus. So when the time came to, you can't buy the anointing, but it comes at a cost to our flesh. Like the anointing is free for everybody, but whether or not we move in it determines how we respond when Jesus says, 
when Jesus puts us to the test, tries us by fire, that man walked off. He very well could have been, you know, another apostle in that way. And yet he left because the stuff was more important than Jesus. You know, when Paul, before he became Paul, and he was still Saul, and his eyes were blinded, and and Jesus is talking. He's like, I'll show him how much he must suffer for my sake. So many people, like, well, I've read it that way, and I've been like, wow, God's punishing Paul for all the bad stuff he did. No, it's, we we haven't had a proper thought toward what biblical suffering is it's enduring through Christ. It's realizing that we already have the victory, but there's going to come a cost to our flesh that our flesh isn't going to want to pay. Our flesh is going to consider it a, a suffering. It's going to consider it painful. But here's the thing. Our flesh will always, always hate being disciplined. It will always hate having to give something up. But our spirit man is thrilled, thrilled. It thrilled Paul to do the things that he did. It thrilled him to be able to minister the way that he did. Thrilled him. But we've got to be willing to count the cost when Jesus says, okay, I need this. This has you. Give it to me. I don't want this for you. Come over here. This is better. That's how we get willing and obedient is because we're now, while we have, you know, in these moments, God's never going to entrust more of himself to us if we're not faithful, you know? He's never going to entrust more of himself to us unless we prove ourselves faithful with what he's already placed in our hands. You've been given a portion of God. You've been given the Holy Spirit. He lives inside of you. Is Holy Spirit chained up in your basement? Or are you letting Holy Spirit flow out of you regularly? Like, are you yielded to him? Are we, are we sensitive when he says go or when he says this, you know? We've got to be yielded. And as we're yielded, then God can give us more and more and more of his glory. Peter didn't start with the glory of God that had, you know, his shadow causing people to get healed as he walked by. He yielded. He increased. He sought the Lord. He hungered. After he rejected Jesus three times, God still found him able to carry his glory to that degree because he hungered for him, because he was passionate for him. We've got to get more passionate for the Lord than we are anything else, anything else. Mm -hmm. And it's worth it. Yeah. It's so worth it. Yeah. Like when I moved to North Carolina, um, it was a, in the flesh, it was a, it was a sacrifice. It was a big deal. And, and my, my flesh was, had my moments of kind of freaking out and being like, what is happening? Um, but it's so worth it. Like I'm, I, so I had to move across the country to follow the Lord's leading yeah. to, to move here. Now that I'm here, I was here about a month and someone that was um, in leadership over me told me that I was a different person in a month. Mm -hmm. Like God, when God tells us to do something too, like it, it's quick. Like yeah. The, 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 uh, the fruit that comes from it is often, it's, it doesn't take a, a long time. Mm -hmm. I mean, even, I mean, in the natural, you might not always see it, but it's, it's, it's quick and it's so worth it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't change that. Yeah. My goodness. If I had decided not to move here and follow the Lord's leading, my life would be really different. I would, I wouldn't be who I am right now. I, I wouldn't have the joy that I have now. I wouldn't have the peace and all these things. So the flesh is gonna is try gonna try to get you to to focus on the cost. Yeah. But the reward is so much better. Yeah. So it's it's really not. It really doesn't cost anything. Mm -mm. It, it it you count it in the flesh, but in the end, it, you're not you're not lacking. You're getting. You're gaining gaining so much by yeah. following the Lord. Yeah. And what you do during this time, what we do during this time, it impacts eternity forever. Forever. The choices we make right now, yielding to the Lord right now in these fleeting moments here on the earth, it determines what happens to us forever. You know, when we get to heaven, what we what you said yes to today, it's going to come up before the Lord. And it's going to be like, I remember when you did that. That was really good. I remember when you said yes to me here. That pleased me so much. I remember when you let me flow through you. Do you remember that woman that got healed? I do. You have no idea, but this man that you said hello to and you just smiled at him and you told him about Jesus, you didn't even win him to the Lord, but that planted a seed. 
he actually, he became the next Billy Graham. And I'm going to credit part of that to you. Like everything we do, the big to the small, it's designed to have the supernatural flow through. Everything. We are supernatural beings. We're not flesh beings. We don't have a life expectancy. We have a life eternity in front of us. We're not, we're not dying. We're not ending anytime soon. We live forever. We're not what we see. We're so much more. And God is so much more. He's able to do so much more through a yielded person. But he needs a person he needs it, who will be willing and obedient to him. He needs that partner here on this earth. And today, that's you. That's who you are, even if you've never felt that way before. And you're like, I cannot be the person to steward the goodness of God. I, that was great for Paul. I'm not, no, we, are, we spent an hour handling that. You can do all the things that Paul did, every single thing. You can preach to thousands. You can stand before kings and queens and have your mouth filled with the right words to say where the anointing will break forth. Your praises, your thanksgivings will cause chains to fall off of others. When you lay hands on the sick, they'll recover because these are the things that follow those who believe. And if you're a believer, if Jesus is your Lord today, then that is what your portion is. But here's the thing, if you're not a believer yet, but hearing all of this, you're like, wow, sounds pretty cool. It is. It is the best decision we will ever, ever make is to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. You have access to everything. You have access to the Father. You have a benefits package that's so much better than any company could ever present before you. You have an inheritance. You have a father. You have a brother who is Lord of the universe. There's nothing that I would trade instead of having Jesus as my savior. Nothing, nothing is greater than that. Nothing is better than that. And that can be yours today. Even if you've never, ever made him your Lord and savior, you can do it right now. It is easy. The word says that if we'll confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. That's all it takes. You can find yourself in the word. You can learn more about the mysteries that God has, but that's all it takes to immediately become part of the family. So if that's you today, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray with us. We're going to pray. You can become a part of the family of God. We're going to pray for every person watching. But right now, for those people who are like, Yes, I need to get born again. Yes, I need to really make him my Lord and Savior, even if you've done it before. But you know, I've made him Savior, but he's never really been Lord. He's never really called the shots. Let today be the day, and you can start to see the supernatural coming out of you as a yielded vessel to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the God who's above the entire universe. Everything's under his feet. You can be seated right next to him with Jesus. So just pray with me and say, Jesus, Jesus I, make you my Lord today. I make you my Lord today. You're my Savior, but you're also my Lord. You call the shots. You call the shots. I will be obedient, I will be obedient. To, every to every single one. If I miss one, if I miss thank, one. You for me. thank you for forgiving me. But Jesus, but Jesus I need you today. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you died. For I me. believe that you lived on the earth as a man. I believe that you lived on the earth as a man. I believe that when you died, you took my sin. I believe that when you died, you took my sin. Every mess up. Every mess. Up. Everything I will ever do wrong. Everything I will ever do wrong. You took it on the cross with you. You took it on the cross with you. And when you died, and when you died, it died. Every mess I ever made died. Every mess I ever made died. Jesus, I believe, Jesus, I believe that by the power of God, by the power of God you, were raised up from the dead. you were raised up from the dead. And in you, and in you I was raised too. I was raised too. I was made brand new. I was made brand new. And I will never be dead again. And I will never be dead again. I am yielded to you. I am yielded to You're you. my Lord. You're my Lord. You have made me new. You have made me new. 
You've made me cleansed. You've made me cleansed. There's not even the stain of sin on me. There's not even the stain of sin on me. Thank you for washing me clean. Thank you for washing me clean. Jesus. Jesus. Fill me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. With your Holy Spirit. And your fire. And your fire. So that I may do exploits. So that I may do exploits. In your name. In your name. And bring you glory. And bring you honor. Bring you honor. Fill me now. Fill me now. Jesus, for every person who just prayed that, fill them now in the name of Jesus, in their offices, in their homes, in their vehicles, wherever they are. Fill them fresh today with the power of God, with the fire of God. Burn out anything that was there before. But Lord, in the name of Jesus, let your fire burn in them, burn through them, and be a wildfire for the kingdom of God. Let your fire burn and flow through and blaze trails for other believers to follow behind. God, we thank you for people who will do exploits for you, exploits for you, exploits for you. Now, and the rest of the time they're here on this earth, God, let them live and live in abundance as you've called them to live in the name of Jesus. Transform them. Lord, in your name, may the eyes of their understanding be enlightened to what is the hope of your calling in Christ. Give them the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge today so that they may know what is their inheritance that you've laid up for them in the saints. Jesus, thank you that today we see, we know, and we never go backwards. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 And Father, any fear, any fear that has been on your people in the name of Jesus, I call fear to be broken in Jesus mighty name, fear over soul winning, be broken, fear over evangelizing, be broken, Lord, fear over healing the sick, be broken, Lord, let your people find themselves in the word and never go backwards again. Lord, let their eyes stay fixed on you and let them do the supernatural today. Let there be testimonies today, just like Buddy prayed this morning at 6 a.m. prayer. Testimonies today from a yielded supernatural people in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, every day we give you the opportunity to sow, to sow into the gospel. When you sow into this broadcast, you're not just sowing into something yeah. natural. You're not sowing into something temporary. You're sowing eternal. Yeah. Every dollar that goes into this broadcast goes into the gospel. The gospel is eternal. If you want your money to make an impact, to make a difference, yeah. We use every dollar for the gospel's sake, for the word, like today that was given. That's not just our word. That is from the Holy Spirit going mm -hmm. out to change lives. If you would like your money to partner with that, to partner with changing lives, that is truly what's happening. That's not me being manipulative or, yeah. or coaxing or anything. This broadcast is changing lives. Amen. And we want to invite you to be a part of it. We want to share this opportunity with you if you would like to sow yeah. into the gospel. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say on that, but um, it's, it's really, it's an eternal difference. And God is so good that when we give to him, he gives back to us yeah. too. We're not just giving our money to him and then he's like, thank you, I'm going to keep it. And then you don't get it again. When we give to him, he gives back to us. Yeah. So when you sow today, we are believing for you to be blessed too, for your seed 
to grow and come back to you again yeah. as a harvest. So you can give again and you can receive again. And we believe for the supernatural on this broadcast. Yeah. We believe that when you sow today, it is given back to you supernaturally yeah. because it's yeah, good soil. It. You know, not every soil is the same. When you sow a seed, it's the soil has the soil is important. Yeah. And we we use this broadcast as good soil. It is good soil for you to sow into. So if you would like to, we have several different ways. Several. We have uh, Venmo. We have Cash App. Uh, Facebook. If you're watching on Facebook, you can just do hashtag donate in the amount. You can text to give. You can go to our website, Bitcoin and PayPal. Those yeah. are all the different ways to give. And uh, we just want to pray for that for your seed today because we're believing with you. This is this is this is us together. You know, when we have family chat and all these things, we are partnering. We are together on this. This isn't this isn't just a single thing of you give and and you you figure it out. No, yeah. we want to pray with you right now for that seed yeah. to be blessed. Yeah, you're. It's not just you that are called to be supernatural. Everything you have is called yeah. to be supernatural. Your finances are called to be supernatural. Like. Pastor shared a testimony yes or Sunday about how there was a period in time where his finances went down and yet somehow and he's really good look pastor is so smart with math but he even trying to figure it out with all of his math knowledge he couldn't even figure out how they were so blessed it didn't make any sense at all but money had come into his hand God desires for every bit of your life to be supernatural, including the seed, including your harvest, including your finances. Your finances, by God's design, were called to be supernatural. Yeah. Isaac in the time of famine, when he sowed in that time of famine, he reaped so much that he had kings come to him and were like, uh, you've got so much stuff, you got to go. Like you're threatening, you're threatening us, basically. You've got too yeah. much. I think you're going to become in control. Leave, please. Because he sowed in the time of famine. When there's nothing, when there's nothing, he still sowed and God blessed him to such a degree that kings were threatened by him. Every bit of your life is called to have the supernatural. It's called to be there. So yeah. today when you sow, just like Marky was saying, believe that today's seed is supernaturally blessed by God because it will be and yeah. believe that it's coming back to you because it will be. Yeah. God is a God who's supernatural in all things. His name, Jehovah Jireh, is the Lord who provides He's the Lord who provides. And you today are called to be head and not the tail. You're called to be above, not belief. Blessed going in, blessed coming out. Everything you touch, blessed. Everywhere you go, blessed. Blessed, 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 blessed. That's part of who you are. So just believe it. So be obedient. Ask the Lord and then obey his word. That's all you've got to do. Mm -hmm. You want to pray over the seed? Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for every seed today, Lord. Even Thank now, I ask that you put it on people's hearts for their sake, yeah. for for their account, for them to be blessed, yeah. Lord. Open up our ears, Thank open up you, our Father. eyes to what you want us to give for our sake and Thank for the you, gospel's Lord. sake, Lord. Thank Guide you. us, show us what to do, Lord, even now, even later on throughout Thank the you, day. Father. Lord, guide us in what to give. Guide us in what you would have us to give. And for every gift given, every you, seed, Lord. Lord, we believe in Jesus' name. We yeah. agree now that it is blessed, that people's finances yeah. are blessed. Their bank accounts, their wallets yeah. are blessed Amen. because they've trusted you, because they have honored you, and they walk in the Amen. Word. They sow as you've called them to sow. Lord, every person who has sown into this broadcast, even other that. days, not even yeah, just today, all the seeds that. given, Amen. Lord, we yeah, believe in Jesus' name for it to come to fruition, for its harvest time, Lord. Yeah. We believe that Thank we you, receive the harvest Today, 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 we see the harvest come to pass. We thank you for it, Lord. And thank in Jesus' you, name, we bless every gift in the name of Jesus. We believe you, for supernatural harvest, for it to be pressed down, shaken yeah. together, and running over, running over yeah. wallets, running over yeah. bank accounts. More than enough, Lord. Thank we you, receive Lord. the end time harvest. Thank you, the God. The finances to win the lost, yeah. Lord. 
we are good stewards of your money, Lord. Yeah. Today, we purpose in our hearts to be good stewards of your money. Amen. We will win the lost with that money that you give us, Lord. We will be good stewards. We line up with the word. We receive the harvest today. We believe and receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being on with us today. We're going to hand it over to Buddy so he can wrap up. We'll be back tomorrow at 11.30 a.m. We love you. Be blessed. And we'll see you tomorrow. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, this has been an awesome broadcast and we want you to do us a favor and share this word, get, spread the word, get the word out. If there's been any broadcast that we have ever done that has just impacted you, uh, share it, get the word out, you know, share it with friends. If, you know, if, if you're going through something, we want to let you know we have a whole year's worth of um, of broadcasts and teachings that'll change your life. And yeah. so, you know, if you're ever going through something, make sure you look back into the archives, you know, on YouTube. You can look back and see all the broadcasts that we've done. And uh, we, we want to encourage you, you know, you utilize this as a resource. Utilize this as a resource. If you need, if you need uh, just some encouragement on prayer, we have a whole playlist of teachings on prayer. If you want to learn how to get out of your head, we have a whole playlist, you know, to, to help you get out of your head, you know, and, and to get into the flow of the Spirit. If you need, to, if you need uh, to learn how to hear the voice of God, what does the voice of God sound like? We have a playlist on that. You know, we have so many different teachings. If, you want to, if you're a business person and you want to learn how to develop and grow your business, we have teachings on that. And so we want to encourage you guys, look back into the archives, see what we have available and, and, uh, and, and listen to those as well. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we, we have an awesome broadcast for y'all tomorrow as well. Joni says all 999 of them. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, join us tomorrow at 1130 for Lunch Plus, and we'll see you then. We love you guys. Bye.